Mary eyed Maeve as though she was a suspicious package. Did he give ye a start? Aye, he said to come down to ye for the paperwork. Mary sighed and got to her feet. She was off that last generation where firstborn girls were called Mary, and the girls who came after were Bridget, Kathleen, Margaret, Elizabeth, or Anne. She had had the same grey hair, brown NHS glasses, blue cardigan, and sharp tongue for as long as Maeve had known her. And it worked in fits and starts around the town. She'd done stints in the chemist, the school canteen, the solicitors, and a few shops. But Mary never lasted anywhere. Maeve's mum said it was because she'd missed her true calling when they'd shut the Magdalen laundries. Mary picked up a form and glared at it, as if it was filthy with sin. This is an equal opportunities form. You're required to fill it in, but you can rest assured it's anonymous and confidential. No one will ever know what you've put down. She grabbed another longer form. These are the factory forms. They'll give us the measure of you. She pinioned the forms to a clipboard that she passed to Maeve. I'm away out for a cup of tea. Get them done before I'm back. Maeve read the equal opportunities questions regarding sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation, and ticked the male, black, Jewish, and lesbian boxes. Then she wrote her name, address, age, marital status, number of kids, and next of kin on the factory forms, creating a sort of dossier that she knew paramilitaries often battered office workers to get hold of. That's it, she said, tossing her clipboard onto Mary's desk. That's me signed up as a factory girl. Me too, Aoife said, gently placing her clipboard on top of Maeve's. Though it's just for the summer. We'll be university students by September, won't we? Maeve's breath caught in her chest. She wasn't sure that she had become a proper student, that she'd swapped the town for London and escaped the dole for a career as a journalist. Only the high grey factory walls felt real.